الحمدللہ الكریم المنان منع علینا بالاسلام وجعلنا من امت خیر الانام واشہد واللہ الہ الا اللہ وحده لا شریک له له الملک العلام واشہد ان محمدا عبده ورسول امام الورا وقدوت الفضلاء صلی اللہ وسلم وعلیہ وعلى آلہ وصحبہ اجمعین اما بعد ایوہ المؤمنون عباد اللہ اتقوا اللہ تعالی فإن في تقواه خلفا من كل شيء وليس من تقوى الله خلف وتقوى الله جل وعلا عمل بطاعة الله على نور من الله رجاء ثواب الله وترك لمعصية الله على نور من الله خيفة عذاب الله أسليز فالله سبحانه وتعالى after praising and thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and passing salutations upon Muhammad ibn Abdullah salawatullahi wa salamuhu alayhi passing salutations upon his family, upon his friends and upon all those who try to emulate him until the end of time Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has indeed blessed and he has indeed favored us as an ummah by sending Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to us as a guide. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he mentions, and he says in surah Ali Imran, لَقَدْ مَنَّ اللَّهُ عَلَى الْمُؤْمِنِينَ إِذْ بَعَثَ فِيهِمْ رَسُولًا مِنْ أَنفُسِهِمْ يَتْلُوْ عَلَيْهِمْ آيَاتِهِ وَيُزَكِّيهِمْ وَيُزَكِّيهِمْ وَيُعَلِّمُهُمُ الْكِتَابَ وَالْحِكْمَ وَإِنْ كَانُوا مِنْ قَبْلُ لَفِي Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says that indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has conferred a great favor on the believers when he sent amongst them a messenger, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, from amongst themselves and this messenger reciting upon them the verses of the Quran and purifying them from the sins that they might be following. And he introduced them in the book, yani the Quran and Al-Hikmah, yani the wisdom and the Sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Whilst before that, they had been given or they were in manifest error. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, هُوَ الَّذِي بَعَثَ فِي الْأُمِّيِّينَ رَسُولًا that it is he who has sent amongst the unlettered ones a messenger from amongst themselves minhum yatlu alayhim ayatihi wa yuzakihim and he was reciting to them the verses of the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala purifying them from filth of disbelief and polytheism and he taught them the book yani the Quran and the hikmah Yani the sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. O slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made it compulsory. He has made it wajib. On every believing male and female. That we follow the teachings of the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That we manifest our love. To Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And that we stick to the tariqah 
of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He mentions in Surah At-Tawbah and he says Kul in kana aba'ukum that say if your fathers and your sons and your brothers your wives your kindred the wealth that you have gained the commerce in which you fear a decline and the dwellings in which you take as a delight if these things are more dearer to you than Allah and his messenger and striving and fighting in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says something is going to happen and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says then wait until Allah brings about his decision yani his torment and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he does not guide a people who are fasikun yani they are rebellious they are disobedient to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala وفي صحيحين أن أنس رضي الله عنه أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال أن البخاري المسلم عن دوثارتي أبو أنس بن مالك رضي الله عنه. he says that the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم he informed us and he said that none of you will truly believe none of you will truly believe until I am more beloved to you. Than your parents, than your children, and the whole of mankind. Last week as well, we mentioned the story of Umar radiyallahu an, where he says to Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam that nothing is more beloved to me. I love everything else except myself. Meaning that myself, what I love for myself is far greater than I love everything else. So everything is there, but I put myself first. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says to Umar, he says, لا والذي نفسي بيدي The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he takes an oath by the one in whose hands rests the soul of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And he says that you cannot love you cannot be a true believer until I am more beloved to you this is where Umar radiallahu an says that oh Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam you are more beloved to me the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he says al-an ya Umar al-an now you have believed oh servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this love that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has enjoined on every believing male and female regarding the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam this is not merely a lip service this is not merely putting up a status that we love the messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and this is most certainly not celebrating the Mawlud of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam once a year or every single Friday or once every two or three months Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says Kul in kuntum tuhibbuna allaha 
فَاتَّبِعُونِي يُحْبِبَكُمُ اللَّهُ وَيَغْفِرْ لَكُمْ ذُنُوبَكُمْ That say that, O oh Muhammad, قُلْ إِن كُنْتُمْ تُحِبُّونَ اللَّهُ So now this is addressing the believing males and females. If you claim to love Allah, and you want Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to love you, فَاتَّبِعُونِي Then follow who? Follow the way of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam يُحْبِبَكُمُ اللَّهُ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He will love you. He won't only just love you وَيَغْفِرْ لَكُمْ And He will forgive your sins. So here my beloved brothers in Islam Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us the formula and the formula of loving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loving us is by following Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Ya Abdullah, O slaves of Allah many people they've expressed their love for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in various ways and most of the ways that we've seen is not the way of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. It is not the way of the companions of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. It is not the way of the salafus salih, of the pious predecessors of the ummah, that they would take one night on the 12th of Rabiul Awwal and they would celebrate, they would sing songs, some of them would beat the drums. Some of them would have ikhtilat between men, free mixing between men and women. And they would say, but this is out of love of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So the question is, my beloved brothers, where does this leave us as an ummah? And the first point that one needs to look at, and this is the pinnacle of belief. This is like when someone cooks a pot of food, he has certain ingredients. So we need to look at two important ingredients. And this two ingredients is for any ibadah to be accepted by Allah Azza wa Jal. Number one, ikhlas, sincerity. You need to be sincere in whatever actions you do for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And point number two, you need to follow Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in order for Allah to accept this ibadah from you. My beloved brothers in Islam, and to honor and to respect Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we need to obey him. And by obeying the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we follow his teachings with regards to worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The second point with regards to celebrating the milad or the birthday of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is that we never found Abu Bakr radiyallahu an celebrating the birthday. We never found Umar ibn Khattab we never found Uthman ibn Affan. We never found Ali ibn Abi Talib. We never found any of the companions. We never found the likes of Sufyan al-Thawri. We never found the likes of Imam al-Bukhari. We never found the likes of Muhammad Idris al-Shafi'i that everyone in the Western Cape claims to follow. 
Right? When you ask someone, we love Imam Ash-Shafi, we are Shafi'iyah. But what do you follow about Imam Ash-Shafi'i? He never celebrated the birth of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Neither did Imam Abu Hanifa. Neither did Anas ibn Malik. Malik ibn Anas. Neither did Imam Ahmad. So where does this come from? Did someone just have a dream? Did someone just wake up? And he decided that on the 12th of Rabiul Awwal, we are going to celebrate the birthday of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. A common misconception is that the celebration of the Mawlid was first done by the ruler of Irbil, which is in Iraq. Mudhaffar ad-Din or Mudhaffar ad-Din ibn Zayn ad-Din. And with the assistance of Umar ibn Tihya in the early year or the early 7th century. Yani after 604 after Hijrah. So this is when the first or this is a misconception that this is when Mawlud started. And this is found in the history books like the book of Al-Bidaya wa Nihaya by Ibn Kathir and many other Mu'arrikhun. And this is also written by Imam As-Suyuti and other Shafi'i scholars. However, the truth is that Mudhafar was not the first to practice or innovate this. He was not the first. But rather it was the Baltini, Ismaili, Ubaidiyah of Egypt. And they pretended to be from the offspring of the Fatimiya people. So this is clearly mentioned in the books of history and it is a matter of historical record. So now I want to pause for a moment and think. So for 600 years after the demise of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam there was nothing. Then who comes and starts this? A offshoot of the Shia. So we're the same people that we condemn the Shia for cursing the companions, for putting on lies on Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, for putting on lies against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But when it comes to Mawlud, when it comes to Milad, then we follow that same people that we once upon the time cursed. Does not make sense. And the next point is that where did they get this from? Where did they get this celebration from? So they got this from the Egyptian Coptics who celebrated or they alleged that Nabi Isa was born on the 29th of the fourth month of the calendar which corresponds to between the 10th and the 8th I mean the 10th of December and the 8th of January in the Gregorian calendar. So now, alhamdulillah, we've understood where this concept of Mawlud comes from. So now this brings us obviously to the next point. And this is a hadith that is narrated by Aisha radiallahu anha. Where she says that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Man ahdatha fi amrina hadha Ma laysa minhu fahuwa rad. She says that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that whosoever introduces 
something into this affair of ours anything which does not belong to it yani with regards to this deen with regards to ibadah then it will be rejected and this hadith is muttafaqun so here alhamdulillah we understand and we realize that first of all this concept as we mentioned is not a islamic concept secondly the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he mentions that whosoever introduces something into this deen of ours then know that this is not it will be rejected because it is not part of our ibadah O slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala We often hear A statement And this is a very profound statement That the latter of this ummah The latter of this ummah Will not be rectified Except that it goes back To that which rectified The first of this ummah And what rectified this ummah was that they stuck to the Qur'an and the Sunnah upon the understanding of the pious predecessors. They did not come with their own whims and fancies. They did not come with their own desires. But rather they took everything back to that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in the book, the Qur'an. And that which Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned in his pure Sunnah. أقول هذا قول واستغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين من كل ذنب فاستغفروا إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله كثيرا وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله وسلم عليه وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين أما بعد أيها المؤمنون عباد الله اتقوا الله تعالى My beloved brothers This issue of milad This issue of maulud it is an issue that reoccurs every single year. And it is something that was hardly spoken about in our communities. And this is why when it is spoken about today, this is why when it is spoken about today, the person that is speaking about this is esteemed as being extreme. The person that is speaking about this gets called all types of names. For example, he gets called a Wahhabi. For example, he gets called a Salafi. For example, he gets called someone that does not love the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. billah. So let us look and let us ponder on some of the claims that is made by those people that celebrate the birthday of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And the first of them being that the celebration of the Mawlid is a way of expressing joy, which is something beneficial, which is something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to reward us for. And then we get the example that they use that Abu Lahab, 
was a disbelieving uncle of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says tabbat yada abi lahabi wa tab so Allah even mentions a surah after him of what he did to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and they say that a person saw that Abu Lahab he saw in his dream that Abu Lahab his punishment was being lightened they asked him why and they said because this was because of the news of the birth of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam so every Monday the punishment of Abu Lahab is lightened why? because this was the day that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam was born so if a kafir his punishment is lightened then this means we as Muslims have right to celebrate this so what is the answer to this that first of all this narration it has un- an unconnected chain of narrators and it is not authentic and secondly our deen is not based on dreams this brings me to the second claim and this is that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he fasted on a Monday and this hadith is authentic that he was asked why do you fast on a Monday and he said that I was born on this day and I started receiving the revelation on this day as well Sahih Muslim so the Prophet ﷺ fasted on a Monday so this can be refuted in a few ways but number one and this point we want to look at was this on a Monday or was this on the 12th of Rabiul Awad it was on a Monday. It was not on the 12th of Rabiul Awwal. So if you truly love in Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, then fast on every Monday. So you're following the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And the next point is that although we acknowledge, right, we have to acknowledge that this is a bid'ah as was mentioned earlier and I would like to end off right, there are many other claims and there are many other refutations and I would like to end off with a beautiful story of one of the great imams of Islam Sayyid ibn Musayyab and this imam he was in Masjid al-Nabawi in the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam's masjid and he sees a man and this man is praying two rakats at the time when he's not supposed to be praying two rakats so the man prays he gets up he prays he gets up he prays so Saeed ibn Musayyib he gets up afterwards he speaks to the man and he asks him that do you know that you're not supposed to be praying so listen to the response and ponder over this response the man says will Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala punish me for making salah and so we always hear this is Allah going to punish us for reading Quran is Allah going to punish us for making adhkar is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala going to punish us because we're listening to a talk on the talk of Rabiul Awad this is a common claim so he says no Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not going to punish you for making salah but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to punish you for not following 
the Sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Hada wa sallu wa sallimu ra'akumullah ala Muhammad ibn Abdullah kama amarakumullahu bithalika fi kitabihi fa 